everybody, welcome to The Highlight Show. This is a show within our show where we sit down and talk to people doing really cool stuff. It could be someone starting a restaurant, it could be a youth group, it could be somebody who has just gone through something hard and has a really cool story to tell. We sit down with them, we pick their brains, and we glean what life lessons we can learn from their journey. Give it a listen. All right, welcome everybody. We are at, we are at, where are we at? <laughs> we're, we're at Film Bar, uh, just off Roosevelt in Central Phoenix. Okay, and so for those of you who don't know, that is Aaron with, pronounce the name of the shop. It's uh, Luana's Coffee Yard. Okay, I, mm. I, for some reason I keep wanting to call it Luna's, <laughs> but I know... We get that. a lot of Luna's, we get a lot of Luana's, but it is Luana's. Luana, okay. Luana was my grandmother. Uh, she was Hawaiian, and uh, it means happy in Hawaiian. No joke. Yep. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, being in Arizona, I mean, maybe I'm racist, but I was not <laughs> expecting Hawaiian. Like, is that crappy? Like, no, actually, like, I mean, a lot of people, they even, you know, they look at me and they don't know what I am for the most part. Um, but, yeah, uh, Hawaiian grandmother, uh, non-anthother or Mexican, and then I had a German-Irish grandfather. No joke. Um, and then, yeah, German, Schofield, my last name. Uh, yeah, it's... Schofield's not a not a good name in Hawaii, really. There is a Schofield Barracks, but my my five time great uncle was the Civil War um, Secretary of War, and nice. they took over the Hawaiian Islands, and um, okay. <laughs> so, so it's kind of crazy. I'm mix, I'm like this really of, disgusting mix. The unity of, of Hawaii <laughs> is sitting right here in front of us. No, I, I love it. No, but that's gotta be that's gotta be cool because I mean that conversation probably comes up quite a bit in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, um, it, it is something that uh, I deal with. <laughs> deal with. <laughs> Does it lead to good conversations, or is it usually kind of a oh, you know, actually, there uh, like on uh, low key, there is a lot of Hawaiians here in Arizona. People don't realize it, but it's just like California. You know, a lot of people come from California; it's too expensive to live there, so they come to Arizona from California and Hawaii. Right. My family actually started the Aloha Festival, which is a big festival here no in joke. Phoenix. I yeah. worked with a lady who loved that festival. She yeah. was Hawaiian, and she actually really liked it. She tried yeah. to get us all going. My grandfather and my tutu, uh, they. They were two of the founders of that, and it still goes. It's in Tempe now, and my family doesn't do much for it anymore, but they but were. It's, they did, it's getting they did bigger. It's, oh, it's, it's extremely a cool big. Festival. There's just a couple hundred thousand people that go through there on that weekend. That's what Phoenix and Arizona in general need more of is more yeah. cultural events, I guess, the lack. You yeah. Know, like, I'm on the west side, so, I mean, we see some. Like, there's a big Greek Orthodox church, and they have Greek Fest, right. which is super cool. But we need more. Yeah, we like always when you need go to more New York and stuff like that. They have you know like Little China or Little <laughs> Polish Town, you know, like all these really yeah. deep. We don't have that here very much. Not yet. So it's cool that they're doing that. Uh, so we are at the Film Bar, which is a cool little place, little yeah. artsy. It is spot. a little artsy, um, tiny little movie theater. Uh, really cool little place. It's been around for maybe about ten years here, but it is a little staple to to the Central Phoenix area. Yeah, we started at one spot and they didn't want us to record there, so we made our, we made our way over. This is not my my part of town. Uh, so the the story that I was telling is that the proof of that is that when I when I showed up to find parking, I got stuck behind somebody at a red light, and was super frustrated that they would not make the turn, and eventually realized that they were parallel parked on the side of the road. So. Once I realized it and moved it, then the people following me realized it, and they went around, too. So we, we had uh, an interesting train. So, like I said, not, not my part of town. I'm not familiar with it. Um, so, and like I was saying, we start off with some drinks. Everybody's got something. What are, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I think I'm drinking a pumpkin porter by really? Four Peaks. What do you think? Yeah. Oh, I like it. You know, you can't go wrong with a Four Peaks beer. That's uh, I'm know. more of a kill lifter but, guy. If but. it has pumpkin in it, you can usually go wrong. Like I'm not gonna. I, I haven't had a pumpkin I'll vouch beer for them that on I've this liked one. yet. <laughs> you agree with me there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not bad. AJ's off mic here. What are you drinking? The Deschutes Fresh Squeezed IPA. Deschutes Fresh Squeezed. Hey. Cheers. Oh man. Clink. I am a Deschutes Fresh Squeezed. If I was gonna drink an IPA, which I don't like IPAs, I would drink a Deschutes IPA. Right. It, See, this is like the debate that we get into all the time because he's a big AJ's a big IPA drinker, uh-huh. right? And I have to have well, <laughs> this is true, but I have to have a ton of fruit or something in there yeah. to balance it out because it's just the pure hops is just too much for me. Yeah, this one's got a nice little bit of a citrus to it, though. Okay, all right. I think IPAs. Oh, right. I think it just tastes like I'm drinking perfume, and 
I just can't do it. Oh, I wish you wouldn't have said that because that makes a lot of sense to me in my brain right now. <laughs> that's very that's very popular right now. It's that's true. Okay, so the reason why I reached out to Aaron for our kind of highlights miniseries that we're we're working on here is because he's got this cool little um, coffee trailer, right? Is yeah, a lot of people. They, some people call it a trailer. Some people call it a coffee cart. Yeah, because I don't really it's know not what really it is. Other one, because when you say trailer, <laughs> you think of like uh, in the yeah, like a big world, trailer like a big box, silver bullet things is a popular thing. Yeah, and it's not like that. Yeah, and it's not the, a, the uh, airstreams. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, which are incredibly expensive. They uh, are. My hats off to anybody who can pull off getting an airstream coffee shop yeah. up and running. <laughs> but they're ugly. <laughs> I, and they're, they're huge. They're so ugly. Like, you literally don't need something that big. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. And your gas mileage is, is like, one, I think, with yeah, that thing on there. <laughs> yeah, not interested in that. But it's also not a cart. Like, I, I set up a little cart at a farmer's market, right? It's right. like an old repurposed dresser. Yeah, it's I call cool. it a cart, you know. But this is, <laughs> it's enough for, like, one person. About, yeah. you, you just run one person, right? Well, usually it depends on what I'm, where I'm at or what I'm doing. But you know, like tomorrow it'll just be me. It's just a pop-up up in Glendale, and I just hang out there and serve the regulars. Um, but when, anytime I go to an event, I, I have to have somebody with me usually because it's either get too too busy or um, it's just a lot of moving parts when you start trying to do makes the bigger sense. events. That makes sense. So tell me. We got a little bit of your your story there. Uh-huh. Have you, are you from? Were you born in Arizona? I was, I was born and from? raised in Phoenix. I nice. was actually born right down the street um, at St. Joe's, and um, I've been here my entire life. Been a lot of places. I've traveled. I traveled quite a bit when I was a kid, and as uh, as I got older, I traveled a little bit on my own. Went to the East Coast. The East Coast is where I kind of found coffee. My love for coffee. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that. Like, what what was your moment where you said I like coffee? I think my my moment was when I, I when I was probably about 22 or 23. I'm 29 now, and I went on a road trip with my best friends to Philadelphia and Boston, basically just driving around the East Coast. Okay. And it really blew my mind when I stepped into a lot of those coffee shops in Philly, especially, just that the energy inside of there, how everybody's just hanging out, everybody's talking, and nobody's drinking any alcohol. And I was just like, this is really cool. Because yeah. at that point, I had only really been to, like, college towns, you know, mm-hmm. or or the, the bars around where I grew up, you know. And I was just – there was no coffee shops like there right. like there are now in Phoenix or, or on the East Coast. And um, I was, well, and I was really intrigued. And a lot of Phoenix is chains, you know. Like, it has. I'm not – I mean, chain, like, as in, like, Starbucks. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, go yeah, to yeah. Starbucks, you don't have, like, this – booming social activity you don't have your neighbors meeting right. up and talking right as on the east coast some of these old coffee shops are still right community. there's no like, mom and pop shops where you're you're going in there and you're you're having a conversation for the entire time you're getting an espresso made for you right um and that's what it was over there and that's that that opened my eyes and on that flight home that was when i decided i was going to try to create that for myself here in arizona and phoenix and um yeah that's that's when i I fell in love. Okay, so the so the love came from the community, like the environment of the coffee shop. Yeah, coffee shop environment. Just right? just everything, just everything that a coffee shop brings. I adore whether it's art or bringing people together. And early mornings, I like. I'm, it's weird because I'm not a morning person, but I love being up early in the morning. Like I sh- isn't like, that a paradox? Like it, I actually it, know what you mean. It, like it, I, I'm a miserable so person, weird. but I love roasting yeah. Yeah. in the morning. It's like six o'clock. Yeah. There's nobody out there, but I'm roasting. It's so weird. I'm all miserable, but I love it. it doesn't make yeah. sense. But it's I just get, like there's something that. about that morning air, man. It can really it can make your day. I agree if with you, you. If you get a sniff of that in the morning and you can see it, you know, uh, it does set you up for a, a good day. I yeah. think. And, um, yeah, I was really odd because if you would ask anybody that I worked with before I opened the coffee shop, they would say, that makes no sense because Aaron was <laughs> he was late to everything. Like, and it was part of it was because I didn't care enough about those jobs. But the other part was because I'm not a, I, I have a hard time getting out of bed. I love sleeping. But so so what was it that so if you were late to everything and now you're on time to this because you love it, mm-hmm. like what? Like, tell me a story in which you were like, I'm taking this seriously and started hitting it hard. Like, it's it yeah, was, it I wasn't think, a, a social job that you hated like we did back in the day working for right, right. You know, retail or whatever. I think when you when you really 
want something to work, um, and it, it's, it is your own creation. Um, and I, I like to kind of set myself up for moments or things that I, I'm going to brand it a certain way where I can't, it can't fail. Um, in my mind, I will not, I won't let it fail. Such as naming it after my grandmother. Right. It's no joke. If you do that, like you better, you better make her proud. You got to represent that. You know, you don't want to, you yes. don't want to be sleeping in and not showing up. And then right. you, 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 you started a business that you named after your grandmother and it fails. Like that's embarrassing. And <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, you don't do that. Um, next world accountability. She's yeah, watching, man. I, 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 but I'm, I do that to myself a lot. You know, in my life, I always try to bite off a little bit more than most people think I could probably chew. But that's my way of giving myself a nudge to work harder and also, um, you know, I don't know, just keep pushing for, for really passionate reasons. Uh, some metaphoric and some are just I want to get stuff done. Sure, sure. So when you started the branding, you're saying you, you named it after your grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh Go from there. So that's the that's where the name came from. But I mean, there's a, there's a lot more style to the shop. Oh, there definitely and is. I, yeah. That's one of my favorite things is that it's like I've been following you on Instagram for <laughs> thank a while. Thank you, man. It, it drips with style, and I yeah. love that. Oh, thank you so much for saying that, dude. Um, yeah, I think I really pride uh, myself off of the way that the brand has kind of flourished and uh, came in, come into fruition for what it is now. It I. I I love telling people that we have like a certain flair of dichotomy to it. It has like, you know, a kind of a girly name, a pretty name. But when you look at who we are as a brand, we're kind of like, I like to call us the pirates of coffee. Right. And yeah. we, <laughs> we don't follow any of the rules and we'll challenge anybody to anything. We're more than a coffee shop. We're, we're a place for artists to, to show their work, which we, we switch the Ardener Cups every month with local artists here in Phoenix. Um, we don't charge them for that or anything like that. Sometimes we even turn in the T-shirts and we sell them. And we give back some of the proceeds to the artist. Nice. And it, it, I don't know. I, I've always loved having a, a different flair and just a I don't care kind of attitude with the Instagram. And I, the way I saw it was like a lot of people said, oh, you shouldn't do that on your Instagram. You shouldn't, you shouldn't post things like that. And I'm just like. <laughs> There's People, a ton of rules yeah. around it. Like I, I just I did a class when I was in Coffee Fest, and they were they were showing all these Instagrams, and some of them one Instagram they're like this is one of the best ones, and it was literally just a green backdrop uh-huh. with a disembodied hand pouring a coffee or something like that, and there was right. hundreds of pictures of just this hand and a cup of coffee, and I was like, how sterile! Like it had no yeah. life. I was like, there's no at some point you get tired it. of it, yeah, and it's just the same stuff over and over. And I I I wanted Luana's. And the and the brand, in the beginning, um, at the cart, I mean, I want that to be a part of me, and I wanted people to understand this is me as a coffee shop, you know. This mm, is like all this that. is is just an extension of myself I through like coffee, that. and that's what all it'll always be that. Um, and I and I hope that I hope that people appreciate it for the next whatever. But I've always just wanted it to be a part of me. And if you if people didn't like that, then they didn't like me and they probably aren't going to come get a coffee from me anyways, so I could care less. <laughs> and so those are and those aren't usually the people you want to <laughs> hang out with, you know, no. because like you're saying if it's going to be a center where everybody's going to come to talk and get along. Right. I mean, like-minded people are going to come together. So if you're putting up exactly. the front or if you're fake about it, <laughs> you're going to pull in a bunch of yeah. people that you don't even like talking and to. And people Why see right them? through that. That's, you know? Yeah, they people do. see right through that. You go into a place and they're they're treating you kind of fake, like you don't want that, you know, and right, right. you don't want to feel like scripted when you're talking to somebody either. They're like they're being scripted maybe with you, so you know. True. I've just always wanted to be a, a, an extension of myself. I like that. So I want to I want to keep digging into your brain because I actually reached out to you a while ago because mm-hmm. that was it was when I was rebranding. So I started, yeah. I had a little coffee brand and we changed it to what we're doing now, and I wanted to pick your brain yeah. on on how you came. And developed everything because you also have a tagline, right? You have Luana's, and then it's uh, what's Lu- the tagline again? So we have a dreamers, couple, right? What's up? Home of the home of the dreamers is home something. Of the, okay. Home of the daydreamers um, is something I just started saying. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't even know when I came up with that, but I, most of the time, quote me, sucker. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Kylie, my girlfriend, she she's with me most of the time, and she watched me write things and. You know, a lot of it's just off the cuff, but that one signified with me because it really was. It is. I, I'm daydreaming every time I'm there. I feel like that's um, 
it's something I've always wanted to do. I dreamt about it for a long time, and I'm there doing it. And I, I'm not. I mean, I'm an emotional guy. I, there's there was moments when I first opened where I literally like kind of teared up a little bit because I was like, man, this is this is real right now. Making like I'm real. standing mm-hmm. inside of my little coffee shop on wheels, and I just can't believe it sometimes. But um, home in the daydreamers. Yeah. So did that, you start? The, did you start with the the trailer that you have right now? Is that what you began with, or did you start? So the reason else? that it's called Luana's Coffee Yard is because I I started my backyard. And really? <laughs> yeah. And I actually I, love that a lot. It was my friends. It was so funny too because again, like I grew up on the west side of Phoenix, which there's the. There's Absolutely like a Starbucks, the you know, side. and there's I'm from the West Side. Yeah. And, and it's boring. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's boring for anybody, too. And um, none of my friends were coffee drinkers. Uh, I didn't that that world was not opened up to them at all either. We, right. were, we were fairly young, too, at that point. Um, but I bought an espresso machine and I invited all of my friends over to my house to come. Actually, I didn't even have an espresso machine. I had a co- I had a drip coffee maker. And I bought like a bunch of sauce, and I invited my friends over. Like, a, like just like a Mister Coffee, or yeah, basically. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm a real piece of okay. work sometimes, but I have like the best <laughs> friends. And um, <laughs> I set up a canopy in my backyard. I hung up Edison lights. I put concrete in bucket, five gallon buckets, and hung up art from Goodwill. And I bought. <laughs> We're keeping it classy. This is this I'm is. Um, I'm not this. lying to you. This is what I did, and because uh, I didn't have a space, and I could, I I didn't want people in my in my house because it was too small, and um, it was like a college house. We had like beer everywhere, so I <laughs> I, I legit uh, put poles inside of five gallon concrete buckets. I hung a bunch of John Wayne art that I found at Goodwill. I bought yeah. and asked all of my friends to bring their own chair. <laughs> I, I had a projector screen that I'll I... will give you coffee, but you gotta bring your own chair. <laughs> I had a... Um, <laughs> I had some random movie playing that nobody knew what it was. And, there, and then I felt bad because there was some nudity in it and I didn't know. <laughs> and, uh, and, oh, sorry, Mom. And it wasn't like good nudity. It was bad nudity. So, oh, so I don't even want to know that I, definition yeah, right now. I, yeah, I, I'm just going to trust we'll you We'll skip that. through there. And then I, I, I had a, um, a suggestion box. And on the first night. On the first night. Oh, that's, who, that's, who, that's who I am, dude. And I just took it for what it was. And it was funny. Um, Aaron, I, less I had, nudity. <laughs> I had, they're actually, but you know what, you know, I knew better. So what I did was I, I had my coffee maker and I had one of my friends, uh, you know, help me barista. And we were really just putting cream and coffee. And so we didn't have an espresso. There's no frothing going on or anything. So. What coffee were you using? I don't want to tell you. Please tell me it was in a big red plastic jet. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Look, everybody it? loves Folgers, okay? So, <laughs> and I didn't have any money, so I was, I was, I was more trying to, I was more just trying to create a scene, and um, yeah. I did it. But I knew, I knew what I had to do, and I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had a, I told everybody. I said, if you come. You, you try one of my coffees, write something into the suggestion box, and I'll have a keg inside. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so everybody came, and they drank a coffee. They wrote – some of them wrote good stuff. Some of them wrote completely random stuff, and some people just told me I'm an idiot. And um, – they all, yeah, and then we just we yeah, I started having coffee light, parties. Though. I mean, if you get feedback, it's usually that that mix right yeah. there. Yeah, and um, yeah, I started having coffee parties. I had I had maybe three or four of those, and then I finally. Over the course of probably like six or eight months, I, I saved up enough money. I bought an espresso machine. I was going to say, because that's no small thing. I mean, no. buying an espresso machine, because you have a... I had to sell a lot of things to get that. Um, so what kind of... Es- <laughs> <laughs> I actually ended up... The first espresso machine is, a, is still the same one that I have today. It's the, the It's been through the ringer in my little coffee shop. <laughs> it's literally fallen on the ground a couple times <laughs> through my little travels through Phoenix here. And because um, I, I mean, you, I'm literally telling you, we, I, I had, down on the speed bus. I, I quit my, <laughs> <laughs> I quit my job and I had, I think maybe $4,000 to my name at that point. And I had so bought there wasn't that. like a transition. You said, no, I'm, I'm doing this. There was, quit. yeah. 
and that's how I am with a lot of things. And if you're going to really try to make something work, if you're going to be passionate about something and you want something to succeed, you have to give everything to it. Otherwise, it's probably going to be put on the back burner in certain moments of your life, and you're going to focus on other things, and it's not going to work out. That's true. Um, and if it so does, it's going to take three, four times as long as right. it, it should have. Um, but, yeah, I bought a Nuovo Simonelli Appia 2, and that thing is the baddest little bad boy say, that's espresso machine. That's actually a pretty good espresso it's a, it's machine, a great machine right? i if bought I, it brand new i don't know a lot about espresso but i mm -hmm. listen to some podcasts yeah and simonelli is one of the names simonelli definitely is around everybody told me i had to get a lot marzocco and i was like well i can't afford a lot marzocco no. and i think that they really kind of do the same thing um but you will get the coffee snobs in there you know coffee snobs are a real thing and i deal with them every day i've been trying to figure out how to get do rid you of really them. like at your yard like well we have we have pretty we have a pretty good customer base and I think people who come to see us they're more just in it for the fun factor. Yeah. Um, but we do have say, some serious that, coffee drinkers. I was gonna say that's the clientele that because I do want to get into like the quality of the coffee. But right. I mean, when you look at the brand, you're not looking to have you know your ascot wrapped around and your pinky up on your espresso. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it, you're I don't not want that guy. Like yeah. I don't want that guy or girl at my shop. tower type of uh, <laughs> espresso scene. You know, it's just yeah. not. And so. We we um I do pride myself on on the coffee that we use and I use actually, actually at this point I use two different roasters. Um, Randy with Xanadu Coffee actually roasts beans at like two minutes from where we're sitting right now. Yeah, I've I just heard of Xanadu yeah. recently. Uh, um, I found him on Instagram, but I had it. I don't remember where I had it, but I just had it. And it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's great coffee. He's he's been in it for ten years. He he does everything he can to get better and make sure that his his uh, roast is always. Um, exactly what it should be for each of his customers and um, you know I love Randy he's a good guy so anytime that I can support a guy like him in his venture too along with my business that's always a good thing that's cool. and a positive thing for anybody but um, and then for our cold beer we use another roaster which we'll, we'll keep unnamed for now I'm so proud so of our mystery around I am that. so proud of our cold brew right now that I you just I want to protect it for a little while yeah. until until we really uh, move forward here, because I get a lot of people ask me that question. Interesting. So, I mean, okay, so I won't, I won't, but you have me intrigued now. So, like, because <laughs> my thing with coffee is that, like, I, I went to this little coffee shop and they, I asked them about their cold brew, and they're like, "It's a top secret recipe," and I was like, "It's coffee beans and water. Like, it's not a top secret recipe. I know what you're doing. I'm just asking. I, I know what you're doing. Why you there. think it's different? Like, I, I know about coffee. The one thing that uh, I think I learned, and what Kylie and I learned when we were trying to figure out how we were going to do cold brew, especially move into the cold brew bottling, um, we realized after about 50 gallons of cold brew that we, it's doing a good cold brew in our opinion is is extremely hard. It is very and hard because it's, it's, it's not a good. So as a brewer, I. Uh -huh. I'm a roaster, actually, so I prefer hot coffee because hot coffee tends to pull out what's actually in the bean because right. cold brew tends to pull out, like, a certain part of it. It's the darker, the liqueur, coffee liqueur flavors. It's right. smooth, but they all kind of taste the same. Mm -hmm. And so getting it to taste different or special or not right. like every other cold brew in the world exactly. is really, really hard. Or sour. We, we kept on finding a really sour really? taste. And even until this day when we go to other... We go to some of the big wigs. Like an under extracted, and it's it's yeah. hard to under extract a cold brew. Yeah, we realized uh, in our opinion, and you know everybody has, this is a taste thing. You know, so everybody it's has true. A, it's very, everybody has different very opinions. Subjective. But we're not a fan of Guatemalan uh, coffee, cold brew coffee, and really? yeah, it, we're finding a little bit of sourness to that. And the one that we finally landed on, and the blend that we finally landed on. Uh, You're gonna say blew Brazil. our mind. Is it Brazil? It's a it's a yeah. So it's a oh, Sumatra really uh, Sumatra Colombian uh, blend. Okay. okay. And the guys who are doing it for us, the guys who are doing it for us, I will tell you right now that these guys are they go above and beyond. They have every piece of equipment that any coffee roaster would dream of having. And are they actually they're local? They're local. Yep, Very they're cool. local, and they actually have an. They have a roaster inside of their roastery that is basically like the Ferrari of roasters, and it's one of three in the entire nation. Wow. Yeah, and there's actually only 11 in the so world. I'm glad that that's happening locally. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? There's only 11 in the entire world. 
And um, I'm really surprised that you went with an Indonesian coffee. Like I, I that surprises me because wait, Indonesian I, coffees taste like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like it's it's so not funny that you, it's so funny that you say that though because if we're gonna be real with each other, the way that it smells when we grind it, not so good. It's not so but good. The way that but, but everything's gone when we when we when we turn it into that liquid gold, it is amazing. There is, and I mean. There are, there are, I'm sure there are good Indonesian coffees, but you know, it's just, <laughs> like you said, if you have a, everybody's got a favorite region, right? Right, and so it's right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, we're super happy with it. We're super proud of it. We're keeping it close to cuff right now, but we are, um, we're pushing it really hardcore right now. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, yeah. so back to the story. You are doing uh, coffee parties in your backyard, <laughs> yeah. right? And then, then you, <laughs> you went and bought your uh, espresso machine. Bought the Did espresso you buy the trailer machine. at the same time? Um, messed up on my first purchase of the mobile unit, I guess I would say. Um, I I had this idea of wanting to turn a 1962 Shasta trailer into the coffee shop on wheels. I bought it and ended up losing. I bought it for 4000 and then realized it was only worth maybe 1000 oh. <laughs> And that was really... I don't know if I remember. I don't know. If my math is right, you had 4000 to your name yeah. at this time. At that point, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that didn't work out so well. So I ended up having to sell that. I realized really quickly that the health department doesn't like things that aren't stainless steel or food mm-hmm. grade ready already. Right. And... Um, so I, I waved the white flag. I did my homework in that trailer in my garage for about three months, and then I sold it. And um, from there, I, I got a job downtown working at a, a local cafe just down the street again here, Hobnobs Cafe, which is an amazing cafe. Oh, I've been wanting to try that for a while. I yeah. just haven't been able to stop. For they, got, they have some of the best little sandwiches and best atmosphere that, that Phoenix has to offer. Nice. And, um, I learned how to make coffee there. Uh, some of my friends own that place. They took me under their wing and they, they taught me the ins and outs of, of owning a little cafe. And they, uh, they blessed me with a lot of time and, and effort. And the importance of a mentor, of having, even if it's not like some official capacity, but having somebody that's willing to take you under their wing yeah. is huge. Because yeah. I don't care it's what anybody time. says. Doing it on your own is next to impossible. Right. And you know what? You just can't figure it I all just, out. Yeah. And you know what? People, they always try to make excuses that there's nobody. They didn't have anybody to help them. You know what, man? A lot of people are wanting to help people. If you just ask people for help and you you actually tell them, hey, could you show me how you – could you could I follow you maybe for one day? Or could you right. could you could I go to your work and see how you do this? Especially the coffee world, you know, there's some really awesome people in this world, especially here in Phoenix, and everybody wants to help each other out. There's plenty of coffee business to go around. Yeah, there's so, lots of room in the um, Arizona market, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so it just becomes one of those things where, you know, you just gotta you gotta go up there and you gotta ask people if they can if you can see yeah. them do things or if you can ask them a question, you know, and you can learn a lot. And so that's important. It's also important to engulf yourself in that business of whatever it is that you're wanting to go into. And that's when, I mean, I took a major pay cut becoming a barista from what I was doing before. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, I just took it for what it is. I need to learn this and it's going to, it's not going to work if I don't live this life and I might not even like it if I do live this life. So I better try it out for a little while, you know? So that's, that's what I ended up doing from the, from the backyards to the actual coffee cafe scene. Um, and then from there I saved up money and I, and I bought the trailer. Nice. Um, I, I found the trailer in my friend's grandmother's backyard. They used to make snow cones in it, and then oh, I. Oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, because the like the colored glass. Exactly, which I hated that colored glass when I first got it. I was like, I'm gonna feel like I'm in a fishbowl. <laughs> and the like, teal, I'm freaking teal finding has totally Nemo. become like the coolest color now. The teal was. It's so funny because the teal came about because. I originally it was going to be gray and I thought I wanted to be like a masculine gray. And then I, I really took a step back from, from my pride and everything. And I just said, I better make sure people can see me wherever I am. And if I'm gray, yeah. I might look like the sidewalk and I don't know. <laughs> and so I just, I, I sat down at the rap place, which rap costs a lot of money. And I was like really nervous about making this decision. The guy was like, not, he had no patience with me. And I'm sitting, I'm like, bro, I'm about to spend like the last bit of money in my bank account. Can you give me like two minutes to decide what color my business is going to be from now on? And so 
Um, I picked that color, and my my dad asked me why I went with like that teal blue, and I said I I said well it just seemed like one it seemed that it was a color that nobody was gonna miss, and then two I just thought it looked like a happy color. Yeah. And then he looked at me like dead in the eye, and he's he said, Luana means happy in Hawaiian, and I was like, man, this is all just playing out really weird, <laughs> and there's so many things like coincidences which. It's, it's just one of those things. So, I, that yeah. color has a huge impact, you know? It like, does. I mean, it sets the tone for when you approach it. Right. Like we were saying, I mean, like I was saying, I, you're not expecting to have, you know, an elitist expectation when you walk up. Right. There. You're expecting to have a happy, fun, and that's kind of <laughs> the stuff that you guys have been driving. So, right. I mean, it all goes together. Exactly. It's it's a fun color. It's a happy color. And um, it makes a lot of sense now for wh- who we are today. So, I'm really happy I, I went with that color and... Um, yeah, I don't regret it anymore. So how much <laughs> how much of the brand is so I'm hearing that you made the decision on the color of your company two minutes before <laughs> paying for it, which is impressive. So how many of your branding decisions were made two minutes before paying for it? I mean, is it, is it just I think that, I, I like think rolling? all of my all of my decisions even till this day are about two minutes beforehand. <laughs> and if you asked anybody who's worked with me, they'd probably say the same thing. But what I always try to remember when when we're dealing with events or uh, the day-to-day operations, I just always remember, you know, if, as long as I have water, I have power and I have coffee, I can, I can figure it out from there. The rest is just, what can I sell? How can I sell it? You know, and if I'm out of milk, do you want an Americano? You know, it's like one of those things, you know, and um, I've learned a lot about planting the seeds in people's minds when they come up to the cart. Not that I'm like skewing people different ways, but you can make you can you can make certain things happen for yourself if you really just have the right mindset, and um, yeah, a lot of those decisions that it, that the, the the company became they happened in right the two minutes before I had to make it, you know, not not like um, I didn't pre think about any of this, but I just don't I'm not a huge planner really in my life period, uh, and that's fair. But it sounds like you have a pretty strong base of problem solving like i mean it's kind of a as long yeah. as if i have these things then i can figure out a solution to right. do it where where does that come from i think i just i grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and i grew up in a family of procrastinators also um successful family did, members those things don't go together <laughs> <laughs> well successful people but you know my i it's i've just grew up in a really simple simple happiness is is all you need in life and my my dad and my mom and my grandfather, especially my, my grandfather, who I spent a lot of time with, he was he was big in real estate here, and um, he he was really no gray area kind of guy. This guy he quit he quit smoking cold turkey when he found out that it gives you cancer, and he that's just how he was. Period with right. everything. So there is a big part of me in in my mind where I'm just like. It's zero tolerance, no gray area. This is how. This is what the next step is, and that's what we're gonna do. And we can't fail. So as long as you know you're not gonna, you can't fail. And as long as you can figure out what the next step is to moving forward, even if it's a baby step, then you can always keep going. You know. Right. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know where I got that from. I, <laughs> I'm a Hawaiian Mexican kid. Usually does not <laughs> like usually does not have like this real plain Jane way of looking at things when it comes down to like really stressful moments. We're pretty relaxed people. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. But I think you, I think you really hit something special there in the aspect of a simple happiness. Cause I mean, if you're chasing some huge dream, that's, that's crazy. Like, you know, riches and money falling out of your pockets. Right. You know, that's one thing, which, you know, if that's your dream, that's your dream. But, right. I mean, if you can have a simple happiness, problem solving is a lot easier. Right. Right? Because you're not going to stress yourself out about, oh, if I do this, then the whole world is going to end because right. I have this dream that doesn't make sense. Like, right. simple happiness is... That's all that matters. It, it is. really right? is Isn't all that why that you go into business for yourself? Yeah. Is so that you can have that? Yeah, because you don't want to open a business... I mean, you end up working a lot when you open your own business. I think a lot of people have this like false pretense that I'm going to open my own business and become the, the boss and I'm never going to work anymore. I'm going to have people working <laughs> for me. And it's like, no, no. It's, it's not how this works at all. Like this is more work than I've ever done in my entire life. I could have been at a corporate place where I clocked out and just 
grab beers with my friends and never had to think about work outside of those walls ever again. But that's not satisfying. It's not satisfying. And I, I, I've lived that life, you know, and it, it didn't do anything for me. I was, I felt like a robot and I didn't want to feel like a robot and I didn't, I didn't want to waste any more time. I wanted something that was going to flex my mind in, in all capacities and opening my own business. It did that for me. And yep. the coffee scene lets me be weird and funny and sarcastic and right. creative all at the same time. Right. Boy. I'm sitting here just like slowly slumping down as I think about my day that I spent in my, my beige cubicle, you know, do, doing pricing in a spreadsheet all day for nine hours a day, just clicking, clicking like you know, a robot. Hey, man, you got to do what you, you got to do, do I know, you know? I know? And I don't mean to like bash no, on anybody know, who's doing it's that. it's true, though. I mean, that's – it's – there's a freedom to it, being able to be who you are. And, you know, I know people who – the corporate world, that's – that's who they are. Yeah. And that's totally okay. But oh, yeah. you need to find that thing that allows you to be who you are. Like you were saying your business is just you in business form. Right. And that is what you want to find in life. I mean, yeah. it's kind of the idea of a vocation. I mean, it's it's more than just a nine-to-five job. You clock in, you clock out. Right. It's meaning. It's you. It's freedom. It gives you this expression. Right. It allows you to be the best you that you right. can be. Right. I love that. So – one of the things that I mentioned earlier is that I like uh, you guys' Instagram because you guys do a lot of creative stuff. So yeah, um, one of the most recent ones we're recording in October. So I don't know when these things will post. It'll probably be later than October. <laughs> um, but you, you guys did did Serial Killer Sunday, which I thought was one of my favorite things. Like I saw the post and I I, I absolutely loved it because there was. The sticker on there was Jason. Yeah. Right? With his machete. Uh-huh. Cereal killer, right? <laughs> but then it was for six dollars you got a latte and all you could eat cereal. Right. Which if I had all you could eat cereal, I could slay some cereal if I had a bowl. <laughs> oh and yeah. Did you see? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if grape nuts. <laughs> I don't know if grape nuts even would me down. Grape nuts is not a cereal. You, that is a farm that that's but a you need that fiber. <laughs> You need that fiber to wash all the corn pops out. So. I think grape nuts is a grape nuts is a prescription from Post <laughs> cereal a company. Did you notice that Jason Voorhees on our cups was actually stabbing Luana's cereal box? No, I did not. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's holding it. up his knife and it's going through Luana's puffs cereal box. <laughs> so where where did you get the art from? So we always switch the art with the cups every month, and then um, we also switch it for most major events that we do, if we can, if we have time. And uh, Nicole Cazada, she's actually um, on Instagram. She's Lady Maurice and the Pug. She is actually an old time, it's old friend of mine, old family friend of mine. She's she's awesome. She's like the nicest person you'll ever meet. But she's an amazing um, painter, watercolor painter, and. She she's one of those people. She paints things, and you're just like, how did you even start painting this? Because right. it doesn't look like there was any like beginning point or end point. You know, it's just like this image that just like looks like it's thrown up on the thing, right. and you're like, oh my god, like, I can't take just, anything from my yeah. brain and put it on paper that yeah. looks like you, it did you in see my brain. like people draw things with lines, and you're like, okay, they obviously like they're just drawing a bunch of lines, and you know, this is like they she's. She just puts a stain and then another stain and then like another stain and then draws like a line. You're just like, oh my gosh, that's a face. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, no, that's exactly uh, where we got it from. And uh, we were super happy with the art. Uh, it was that's amazing. Cool. So, how did you guys come up with the whole idea? Like, where did it come from? Because this is like this creative process. <laughs> this is like one of the things that I wanted to get into with the branding because right. this goes so, it's very on brand for you guys, it seems like. Yeah, like, it, it definitely is, was. was like, Look like a ton of fun. Oh yeah, I, you know, and I think that's I think really like that's the secret to our branding. That's the secret to our business success right now. Is I literally am just having a bunch of fun, man. I'm just I'm just like I feel like I'm just painting a new picture for myself every day, and I'm just using the cart uh, to to as my like palette. And the way that we came up with this one was I was at the store. I was in the cereal aisle. I, I joked with my girlfriend, Kylie. I said, uh, I'm basically just a milkman when you really think about it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I'm buying way more milk than anything. I have, like, a little bag of coffee and about 10 gallons of milk. And I'm really just more of a milkman. Like, can you even call me the coffee guy or can you call me the milk guy? And then it was at that same moment that I realized, like, 
man, I I have so much milk. I I should just I should just start eating cereal like in the morning every day because it's make my life so easy. And so I bought a I started buying like a box of cereal and keep it in the cart. And then that ended up being like, hey, do you want some cereal to like one of my customers? And we were just talking because a lot of my customers. I'll share my cereal with you. We literally. We literally like have customers who come to the cart pretty regularly, you know, just like a regular coffee shop. And um, I, I like low key started feeling bad because I'm sitting there eating cereal in front of them. So uh, I one day I told my friend Ed, I was like, "Do you want some cereal?" And he said, "Yeah, actually, yeah, I have some cereal with my coffee." I was like, "All right." So then we ended up doing that, and then from there I just I, I couldn't I couldn't get it out of my mind. I I figured, you know. I might as well just have a cereal party here. And I think it was Kylie who, who who said, yeah, you can call it cereal killer. And I said, oh, yeah. And I remember when I was like in the fourth grade, I, I knew a kid who dressed up like Jason Voorhees with a cereal box. It like stabbed oh, through I it. And I was it. like, oh, my gosh. And, yeah, we ended up just – we had a lot of fun with it. And we built like a big cereal wall for like a photo op and – it's really hard to actually paint bloody letters on black, and you know what? A- Red on black doesn't work as well as you think it would. It's <laughs> no. actually very hard. Yeah, my, I had a heck of a time doing that, but yeah, we had to build a whole bunch of stuff for that, and it was fun. Anytime that my mind is busy working on something that's that's gonna hopefully make me some money and also like really express who I am, man, sign me up because I'm that's gonna do it, that every huh? day. So then, how do you get? So you guys had this seemingly joking conversation with a little bit of history and a little <laughs> bit of fun like where did you go to just say all right let's let's do it and then how i yeah <laughs> yeah so that's all there is to it it's I, just like good idea and you just did it i yeah basically and that's, that's i mean if you ask a lot of people around me they'd say yeah that's kind of how he is i i am like that one time one time i i i don't I, I threw a parade for my grandfather when he missed his chance to be in the veterans day parade and that's on that's on YouTube. It's on uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it. It's my grandfather's mini parade, and it actually ended up making like the news. All the news channels that's called. Awesome. And that's just how I've always been. But that morning, even like I just called my mom and I said, "Hey, I feel so bad for Thatha. I think I'm just gonna throw my own parade for him." And that's just kind of how I am still to this day. If, if I decide I want to do something, I'm gonna do it, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to let anything get in my way and I'm not going to let anybody say, ah, I don't know, you know, cause you get, you always, you're always going to get that. People that's, are going to doubt that, you. That's huge. Right. Because that's what yeah. I was just thinking. I, I was thinking if I had that great idea, I would have thought it over 800 times uh-huh. and then I would have doubted it 900 times. Yeah. And then I would have asked five people and then I would have talked myself out. Of it, <laughs> right. Like, and then, I, and then I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's kind of the, there's kind of this key to success. That's just, Stop thinking and do it. There definitely is. And you have to just learn from it. Great. If you don't, I mean, no matter what, you're going to learn from it. Yeah. You can't be afraid of failing either. And what's really the definition of failing? You know, it's like you're going to fail if you don't do it, you know, in your own mind. Uh, Or you're going to fail in public if you do do it and it doesn't work. But to me, it hurts just as much either way. Right. Um, Especially, you know, years and years later when you look back and you're like, man, I wonder what would have happened. You know, and so isn't that the worst? That that's like my biggest that's, fear. Uh, that like is, I, that, that is was the one of my fear. reasons wanting to start a business is that I was so afraid that when I got to the end, or even when I got to the point to where I was encouraging my daughters to go do something, right? But then I never went and did the thing that I wanted to do, right? Like that fear of being a hypocrite or right, or totally just looking back and regretting anything, right? Is that was like the scariest thing for me, right? It is scary, and uh, I don't. I don't want to look back and wonder about things, you know. As long as I think that I, I it, it, it's going to be fun, and hopefully, it works. You know, I, I'll I'll try it. You know, if it's going to be a positive thing for the community, especially too. Which Serial Killer Sunday brought a lot of people together. We had like seventy people come through. That's huge. we sold a bunch of cereal, and I I was super proud of it. I I patted myself on the back on my way home, and I. I felt good about about executing the idea, and there was a lot of people who. <laughs> one of my friends was actually literally making fun of me the night before, calling me cereal boy, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what, man, I might be cereal boy, but you know, I, this is what I want to do, and I'm gonna try it. So that's, whatever, and it worked. <laughs> it so that, and that's the thing, right? Work. So there's all these, there's always gonna be people talking crap 
about the cool ideas that you have. <laughs> but then when we're all looking at it, we're like, that's the best idea I've ever seen. So <laughs> really, when the best insult they can come up with is cereal <laughs> boy. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cereal Boy has 70 friends. They showed up, and they ate cereal with them. <laughs> Those are my kind of people. On a football Sunday, I might add, too. So yes. I was I was pretty happy with it. And, yeah, you know, that's it's just I, I'm full of ideas, and, I, and I'm, I have an amazing group of people around me that I can plug into. Kylie especially, you know, we're like two peas in a pod, and I don't know where I found her, but, like, she, we're, we just she's right there with me on like by, we we grabbed her through in the back of the truck we just kept going yeah when like she's the best I'll partner be i could have ever asked for also in the cereal aisle. yeah and we she helps me execute these ideas and i think that that's probably one of the other main successes that i've had is that now i've had some people that i can plug into around me that help me execute ideas community that is a big that is that is a big um plus that i have going for myself yeah. And I'm the product of good parenting. And, you know, I'm also someone, though, that if, if you're around me and you're creating drama or you're bringing me down or you're just not a positive influence on my life, I'm going to let you go. And That's a lot huge. of people, ha- you have to do that. You have to do that. Whether you're starting your own business or you're not, you have to let people like that go because yeah. you're a magnet, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're broadcasting things and they're broadcasting things. And I'm a firm believer in like whatever you're broadcasting in the universe, whatever was, whatever's around you, the way your radio waves are going to, you're going to pick up on that, man. Yep. And it's going to bring you down and you got to be willing to let certain people go. And then you got to be willing to, to be like, this guy is special and I need to, I need to connect myself to him or her. And I need to pick their brain and see right. where they, where they might take me, you know? And that's so huge. that's kind of what Kylie's brought to the table for me. And it's, it's allowed me to focus and, um, get get a lot of stuff done that i haven't been able to get done on my own and and that's i i started off on my own and Uh that sucks a lot (laughs) and that's it really does that's why we it's lonely man yes it is and i that's why we ended up rebranding because you know i was making decisions with with nobody giving any counsel like i had no feedback so it was just whatever i thought was a good idea and I usually have half of a good idea. So I ended up just constantly making the wrong turn, right? So I was only like halfway to where I wanted to be. Right. And so not having anybody to bounce an idea off of or having anything like that, you end up in a place, I found myself, I was like, I'm in a place I don't like. Like I'm selling crappy coffee. Right. I'm not happy with it. Like I don't even like drink. I didn't even like drinking my coffee there for a while, right? Yeah, you and find yourself like, going to Starbucks after you just serve coffee. <laughs> exactly. right. I was like, I don't want to be there. That's not what, that's not what I want. God, don't, don't look at my passenger seat. Don't don't pay, don't pay no attention to the beans in my passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> and so having that community is huge. And so like you were saying, even for your personal life, you got to have that good community right. that's going to hold you accountable, bust your chops, but then also encourage you to make that big leap that you probably would have talked yourself out of right. otherwise. Oh, yeah. Right. Or, or it's just, you know, sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes it's really hard and it's, it's <laughs> you, you, you fail a lot when you're on your own. And if there's nobody there to kind of be like, well, you know, try it again. Let's see. It sucks. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. You yeah. know, that's a big, that's a big help, you know, and I feel for the people who they don't have somebody around them, but that's, that's part of their own problem. You have to go out there and you have to be willing to ask people again, like yep. you have to be willing to ask people to help. And there's people that are, there's all sorts of outlets here in Phoenix that are, that are full of entrepreneurial like circles that are willing to help you and give you advice and, and tell you that you suck if you suck at the moment and right. tell you that it's really good if you're doing good, you know? <laughs> And you can't be afraid to reach out. You have to reach out. Yep. No matter if, if even if I was a multimillionaire, I'd still be trying to find people around me who I can right. who I can pick their brains. So it has nothing to do with where you're at and where your business is at. It just has to do with that's how you have to be. I love it, man. I love it. And then I guess just to recap the last one, because one of the things that we do is we always joke about our life lessons, you know, <laughs> making we, we're not really life coaches by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, that's also another big takeaway is i mean is kind of pruning your community too i mean there's you're gonna grab as many people as you can right because right your first impression is going to be like-minded right and it's going to be over a small thing but then as you get to know them you're going to find out is this somebody that i should have in my community or, right. or not and you can't be afraid to cut it off because right. it's just going to bring you down and you can't right. it sounds crappy because I, I mean there are some people that you want to help 
but sometimes maybe you help them at a distance. Yeah. You know, but at the same time. And there's some people who just want you to help them over and over and over and over, and you're never going to get rid of it. And, right. you know, at some point, you, you're not helping them by helping them almost. You know, right. you're helping them more by letting them go and help themselves. Right. So yeah, that's one of the things as a, like a supervisor, everybody always told me that, you know, sometimes, like, I hated firing people. I can't, right. I couldn't. I actually never did fire anybody. I was, like, <laughs> I was a bad supervisor. Like I was really good at helping. You just stop scheduling grow, them. Is that? But I, but I couldn't fire anybody, and they're like, "You're not doing them any favors. You're letting them go on thinking that they're doing a good job right. when they're not." And, right. And maybe you telling them, being honest with them, is going to be that thing that takes them over that hill that says, yeah. "Okay, I need to straighten up and do something good." Right. Because I'm obviously not as good as I thought. <laughs> right. And it's humbling and it sucks, but you're not doing anybody favors by telling them that they're doing good and they're not right you know no so anyway all right that just got all deep again sorry <laughs> no you're good but uh so what's next for luana's you got another event coming up we have uh we were actually asked to do something pretty incredible november 17th i think it's november 18th so i'm gonna have to do get this podcast out before november 17th <laughs> november 18th we were asked by AZ Foodie, who's probably like the biggest foodie yeah, in yeah. all of Phoenix. She's a on she's Instagram, a yeah. Luana's uh, fan. She comes to Luana's if she sees us on the side of the road, or she'll reach out to us if she thinks that she if she thinks that we can do something creative for her. Um, the Arizona Donut Festival. It's actually the Downtown Donut yeah, Festival. I am is so happening. planning on going. And we have been asked uh, to come up with the main attraction drink, which is the donut milkshake. And I was really flattered when she reached out to us. We don't do milkshakes, but um, I know that she understands who, who who we are as a as a brand, and that we can do more than just coffee. Right. So we're, we're we have something really cool. When people see what we came up with, they're gonna be mind blown. Right, I like that. So. As we wrap up here, why don't you let everybody know where to find you, right? Yeah. yeah. I know you're on Instagram because that's where I follow, so I encourage everybody to follow me on Instagram <laughs> because it's one of my favorite Instagram feeds. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, so you can find us at Luana's Coffee Yard. It's L-U-A-N-A-S, coffee, and then yard, like backyard. Um, and you should see a like a green thing with a sunset coming through it on the photo. <laughs> I'm not even going to try I to find it again. Like we've all been calling it different things. It's a coffee trailer, <laughs> mobile see. unit. You'll see a pretty sunset. And, um, yeah, it's the same thing on Facebook. It's the same thing on Twitter. Um, We're more of an Instagram company. But, yeah, uh, yeah, and if if you're driving around on the west side or downtown Phoenix and you see us on the corner, come say hi. We'd love to see you and give you some good coffee. That's Some great coffee. That's awesome. Okay. So I would like to ask everybody to please share this on Facebook, Instagram, let people know uh, about Luana's, where they're at, what to do. We need more creative stuff like this in Phoenix. We need to, uh, we need more creative stuff like this everywhere. To be honest, with you. Like, I mean, we just need we need more people doing what they love and sharing that with people because those are the people that we want to interact with, right? Is the people doing what they oh, love. Oh yeah. So and it's it, man. It makes your day when you see somebody really being passionate about something and somebody who's having a good time. And we're always having a good time in the cart. So. Yeah, I'm super happy with what where we are and what we what we're doing, and I'm, thank you so much for having us here. Yes. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. Right on, man. Well, with that, we will say adieu.